Welcome to the show, Golden Gods and Goddesses. This is Rum Hammond Wildcards. Prepare to feast your ears on this Spin Doctors mix. My name is Brayden. I'm one of your hosts here today. I got Adam here with me. Hey, y'all. I got Donnie here with me. What's good? And on the phone, it's the dish of the day. What's the dish of the day? Blackberry jam. Mm. Blackberry jam. I dig it. Oh, because we're going to get all jammed up this episode. That's right. But why Blackberry? We're getting. (laughs) Um, Well, I spent the entire day, instead of watching the episode or writing notes, I spent the entire day looking up the difference between jams, preserves, and jellies, and I still can't fucking figure it out. Uh, Preserves. Preserves are made with the whole fruit. Uh, Jams, I believe, are made with crushed fruit, and jelly is made with the juice. Mm, Whoa. Did you write that on the Wikipedia? No, I read something similar, but I didn't believe it. That all makes sense to me. I'm like, I'm pretty confident in that answer. That's because because of the the preservative one. They have all the seeds in them and stuff. I switched between all three. Anyway, I tried every (laughs) I tried every single flavor of jam, jelly, and preserve today, trying to figure out the difference instead of using the internet. And blackberry (laughs) was the best. That's a phone, my guy. Oh God. Uh, let's get, let's get jammed up here. We're talking about season three, episode 14 today. We are talking about bumps making a mess all over the city. Uh, and if you're joining us for the first time, thank you for joining us. And if you're joining us again, thank you for joining us as well. Welcome back. Very happy to have you here with us again. Uh, if this is your first time joining us and you don't know how this works in the first part of this podcast, we are going to talk about season three, episode 14, uh, a little generally, we're going to talk about what we liked about it, what we disliked about it, uh, the themes of the episode, and in the second half of the podcast, we are going to put our arguments on a scale of 1 to 10, put all our scores together, and place this episode onto the list of lists. Every single episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that we have uh, reviewed so far, every episode on one list, uh, ranked from highest to lowest. And if you want to check that out, go to solo.to slash rumham. Uh, that'll take you to our subreddit where you can find the list of lists so you can see what we uh, have said for all, was it 30-something episodes now? Uh, all on a list. Wow. Yeah. You don't just put an episode on a list, but we did. 32 times, I believe that's what this is. But um, yeah, at Always Sunny Pod is where you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. That's at Always Sunny Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We uh, post some things sometimes. I don't know. We're, we're not the most active, but it's okay. We appreciate you guys following us and uh, following along. And uh, those of you that send us messages on Instagram and Twitter. Speaking of which, I had a wildcard crew shout out here that I did not write down on my notes. Well, I did have it written down, but I left my notes at work. So uh, I'll, when I get to that, I'll uh, give the shout out here properly. But in the meantime, go to solo.to slash rumham. Uh, that's where you can find all the links to listen to us, uh, our new merch store, and don't forget all our proceeds are currently going to St. Uh, Baldrick's uh, Foundation, uh, any profits that we make off our first merch store, the list of lists, social medias, all that stuff. I would like to say that all of our listeners are a wild card listener of the episode. I would agree. Thomas G, Thomas Giles on Instagram uh, for his lovely Mac and Charlie painting that he did. And I'm seeing a Scott Pilgrim painting as well. A uh, very talented artist. So go follow him. Uh, T Giles Art on Instagram. Thank you for uh, joining us here on the podcast. Uh, let's let's get into this, you guys. Uh, season three, episode 14. Uh, Bums making a mess all over the city. This episode... Was the worst intro. Sorry, keep going. Has the worst intro. I thought I had the best. This episode was released. We'll get there. November 17th, uh, 15th, 2007. And uh, directed by Jerry Levine, who directed Teen Wolf. And that's going to be important information later in the episode. Uh, Let's get into it, since Adam just wants to jump the gun, I guess. So, Adam, what do you think of this intro? Yeah, fuck you, Adam, but I'll take the blame for that. (laughs) You guys both suck. (laughs) How about that? Uh, Equally. Hey, at least I love this show. All right, uh, actually, quick summary of the episode. Yeah. If it's been a while since you've seen it and for some reason haven't watched the episode recently, what are you doing? Go watch it and then listen to this. Uh, after finding that there's a bum uh, masturbating behind the 
bar, uh, the gang is split once again on how they should handle the uh, homeless situation and uh, bums that are making a mess all over the city. You got uh, Dennis who wants to go get a junkyard dog. We don't have no dogs. What? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, is this not a junkyard? <laughs> you don't have a dog. You got a cat right here somewhere. Cat? We don't, we don't want a cat. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, believe me, that's a tough cat. He was born in a pool of gasoline on a piece of rusty scrap metal. I've seen that cat jump through barbed wire into a vat of hot tar. That cat <laughs> is indestructible. We don't want that's no great. cat. A cat. I want a dog. Well, now, wait a second. Dog. I wouldn't mind taking a look at that cat. You got uh, Charlie, who wants to play Serpico. You gonna listen to this tape or not? No, I am not. Oh, oh I get it. <laughs> you want it out, ma? A crooked cop! Yeah, I get it! Everybody's a crooked cop, huh? Am I the only cop left in Philadelphia who ain't crooked? Oh, oh I see what's happening. You want to come and serve a cop, huh? Who wants a piece of serve a cop? Because I'll give it to you. I'll give a piece of it because you're forgetting about this. And you're forgetting about whatever the hell that is, but you're forgetting about it. And I'm going to take this right to the mayor. And you're going to remember. We really got to do something about these homeless people. But we'll get to that later. And <laughs> you got uh, Mac and D, who are essentially vigilantes in their head. They are superheroes, want to be superheroes. So let's get into this now. Uh, it starts off 10.15 in the morning. And I think that should just should be noted for what they're witnessing behind the bar. Uh, the gang walks up to a, a homeless man, you know, doing, doing his thing. Uh, and you said you didn't like it, Donnie. What what part of it didn't you like? Was it the think, toothless grin? You think the gang should have the dirty coat? You think the gang should have let him have his privacy? That's what. That's what. All right, I think Donnie saying. is an entrepreneur, and he understands that masturbating bums are bad for business. Exactly. That's okay. my main concern. All right. that, that was a turnoff. All right. That's what that's their what concern figured. kind of was too. Honestly, what yeah, what is Frank's? That's concern? what Frank says. That's what I figured. Yeah. Um. But the hilarity of Mac wearing a what are you looking at dick nose yeah. shirt while like I feel like that's what the bum like would have said would have said. But that shirt uh, was worn in Teen Wolf, one of the characters oh. in Teen Wolf, directed by Jerry Levine, who directs this episode. Cool. Okay, well, first of all, that makes the intro a little bit better because I didn't even pay attention to the shirt. Yeah. I still didn't like it. Um, one, I mean, obviously, it's, just, it's weird and awkward, first of all, but it just wasn't funny to me ever. Like, just that whole scene, like, I never remember laughing at that. I'm always just like, I know the intro to this. Like, if we could just start at the, like, after the intro scene or after the intro, I'd be okay with that. Like, it's just, I don't know. I think it would have been way funnier if no words were said. If they didn't even say, oh, my God, or what would they say? I would think it would, I honestly would agree with that. I still wouldn't like it, but I think it would have been that much funnier if it was just the intro of just him masturbating. They stared at each other, and then the grin, and then that's it. I think it works. I think it's. Well I, well, I think it's like one of the best cold opens we have so far because it's so quick. It goes right to the point, and it's just nonsense. It's just complete ridiculous nonsense, and there's no context behind it. And I think that even makes it more funny. There's no, it's think, just random and, and out of nowhere. Yeah, I think what gets to the what can get to the core of issue is this simple question, Donnie. If your uncle uh, Jack helped you off a horse, would you help your uncle Jack off a horse? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, love. Oh my God. Thank you, love guru. I would. But, see, see, then, given that answer, I don't understand why you don't like this cold, cold open. Because there wasn't a horse. But there was Jack. You were, there was uh, there was jacking off. I'm just glad we're referencing only the best Mike Myers films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go right for the one that like made him stop working, basically. Or was that the Cat in the Hat? Uh, I don't. I Which think, I watched for the first time in full recently. You don't need to. And I, that's another. I had the cat in the hat. I had the video game, the cat in the hat, and oh boy, <gasps> what? Oh boy, oh you that's great. <laughs> I know what we're doing at the next from him and Wildcard Rider sleepover. A let's play cat in the hat. Let's play. Oh, let us know on Instagram and Twitter if you guys want to watch us Twitch stream the cat <laughs> in the, hat, the video game. I knew we were waiting for Twitch content. I just didn't know what the video game Is was going to be. Uh, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Is it multiplayer? <laughs> 
it is it is terrible. It's it's like a two D CGI like Alec Baldwin. But, it's so, it's but so painful. It's better than the movie, but without a doubt. No, it, I it no, it's, no. They wouldn't. Oh, no. They wouldn't dare put more time into that game than they originally <laughs> did. It's actually a sick PvP mode where if you get on a, a five player kill streak with the cat in the hat, you unlock thing <laughs> one and thing two. <laughs> And uh, it's essentially the uh, Modern Warfare 2 nuke bomb. That's oh. the equivalent for the Cat in the Hat online multiplayer. Yeah, I didn't. And then there's the sweet there. Easter egg where Doctor Seuss gets canceled. And then, <laughs> and then you unlock you unlock the Cat in the Hat's secret agent brother, Agent Jack Bauer, who, yes. who also appears in this oh, episode. That is the cat. Yeah. <laughs> the complete opposite uh, personality type. He was born in a pool of gasoline. Jack Bauer referencing, if you didn't know, like me. Uh, the character from 24. Yeah, Fox's hit television sh- series 24, which, who, by the way, um, one of the the main stars of that show was, um, her name is Marilyn Ratscub. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but she plays Gail the Snail in... You got it. In the, yeah? Yeah, she's she's hilarious. She's hilarious. She's, um, she's in 24. She's also in this show. People are also finding out, uh, some Sunny fans have pointed out that they've gone back and watched Sweet Home Alabama, and she is in that movie as well. Oh, with... She plays Reese Witherspoon. Uh, yeah, was it like uh, some like stuck up secretary? She or something? plays we- Reese Witherspoon in the no, movie. No, no, no. Yes. <laughs> she is Reese Witherspoon. Is that what you said? No, I, I said the movie with Reese Witherspoon. She's Reese oh. without her spoon. Oh, yeah. uh, super funny. <laughs> Son uh, of a bitch. It'd actually, be fun to have her on the podcast sometime. I don't know. Maybe we could. We could. Reese Witherspoon is not coming on this podcast. <laughs> so, Marilyn Raskov, what are you talking about? What? Okay. Uh, before we stray away from the bum, uh, I I can't I can't validate this, but I found a, a a point a note on this episode that the bum in the beginning, uh, played by Tracy Walter, uh, he was in Serpico, uncredited really? as a wow. street urchin. That's his credit. Is a street urchin is the name of the character. This show's deep. Talk about Easter eggs. This sound, show sound is familiar? fucking. Deep. That's what they call yeah, cricket. Yeah, the street urchin. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Last episode that we talked I've, about. Uh, or maybe a couple episodes I guess episodes we, should go, we should go around the table. I've never seen Serpico. Same. Uh, the only Al Pacino movie I've seen, and I'm so ready to get hate for this, is... <laughs> Jack and Jill. Not like uh, by choice. If, I, if I, I love Al Pacino. If I didn't attend Jewish day camp, uh, I, w- and Jill. I would have the never Adam seen the movie, movie and I will have never seen yeah. an Al Pacino movie. But I can't guarantee as it is. An Al Pacino I, I, movie I actually just Scarface? watched Scarface. Nope. I would I just watched the Godfather movies. Have was you seen, seen Godfather? No. Have you seen Yeah. He was he he's all, the main character, Michael Corleone. Have you seen the how about this? I haven't seen the Godfather either. Oh, well, answer, <laughs> oh, shit. Um he was in Heat, which is a great movie. Nope. I loved um, the Money Pit. Never heard of it. I don't know what that is. Um, well, but to answer your question, I have seen Serpico, and it's a great movie. It's a real story, in, in case anyone knows, about a cop who discover a cop in New York who discovers that um, everyone else else on the force are dirty cops, and he has to solve crooked cops. Solve the crooked cops, and he um, is the only th- clean cop. Not a spoiler alert, because the movie opens up, and the the, the plot of it is uh, is this. But he gets shot in the face, and he survives, and it's kind of cool. And he you can you can spoil Serpico from yeah. I'm assuming the yeah. 1980s. I think you're fine. I think 70s. I think. Um, they haven't seen it by now. They're not going to go. Stop watching at, this podcast. Stop listening to it. Go watch every Al Pacino movie and then come back. But this is the at second. At any point, does he put a tape in the note that says "For the Mayor"? Yeah, that's the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I would assume that that oh, part probably lined up. And he spells you guys mayor correctly it for me. Well, <laughs> well, you watch it, watch it. My Al Pacino <laughs> binge was scheduled for next week, but now, yeah, really. Yeah. I just went through mine. So oh, only the best research for this podcast. Uh, second uh, time we've seen Charlie break out a Pacino reference, which yeah, I love. What was it's, the it's first great. one? Attica, Attica, yeah, Attica. Uh, <laughs> that's some Dog Day Afternoon. Great movie. So I love the simplicity and directness of this plot. Like literally in the first scene, they all basically get one, maybe two lines. And one of those lines is a joke. And then the other one is literally like directly, here's what I'm going to be doing this episode. And my simple monkey brain loved it. Mm-hmm. My, my smooth brain loved it. I, um, I see where we're coming from. Um, it, it was a pretty like direct line to, that's why I like the cold open. Cause it was just like straight to the point. There's not really much context, and it's they, they kind of throw you into the plot. This episode was yeah. written by David Hornsby. Good. Uh, who I have shown favoritism <sighs> towards. 
I see, dude. I I never realized this about shows, but if you go look at my scores now, I really hate on Hornsby's. Writings. I love on Hornsby's. Yeah, episode. no, we're opposite on this, like, and that's really, why we're friends. Yeah, it's just, but it's really interesting that like that style, like it's that obvious of a difference. Well, it's, mm. th- it's not that obvious if you don't really like pay attention and think about it. But for me, now that I'm like rating shows, the episodes that I like and I don't like, it's really like someone's specific style. Like, yeah, I don't know. I never I, thought about that before with shows or. It's just, some people have different comedic timings. Yeah. Like the X Files, like Vince Gilligan, who did um, Breaking Bad, he wrote for that show. You can easily tell which are Vince Gilligan's episodes because they're so. Well, that's similar. why Community gets re- I was that one about season to referred community. to as the Gaslight yeah. Years because it's like, hey, it is the characters like technically. But if you have someone like writing their intentions differently or their their beats differently, it's yeah. uh, it's a totally different outcome. I would have to like. I thought Rick from Rick and Morty <laughs> made community. Well, that's Justin Roiland, who it is not involved with Community, as far as I know. I think he had a cameo, but he, don't yeah, quote me on that. He, in season five or six, he definitely had like a cameo in the after credits, um, because uh. yeah. And like, because you you hear his voice, he plays like a, like a weird CGI cartoon character in the end credits. But we're getting way off. In, in getting yeah. Way in off. any case, I think I'm probably gonna um, do some more research and delve more into this in our season finale after we've done this entire season. But a thing that I'm noticing is they've sort of shifted in from doing um, what you know what they have to do to be funny to what they want to do. Like, I could imagine that, um, you know, Charlie Day or whoever, people in the writing room wanted to do a Serpico knockoff or make fun of Serpico. And then some people might have said, well, that's not going to be funny for very many viewers. And then they're like, oh, well, we're already an established television program, so we can do we can do what we will. That's that's like the, 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 the line of thinking that I had for why they put in a, a, a masturbating homeless person in the beginning. Like, they're finally, like, far enough along in like their series where they can be comfortable to like throw that shit out there and like surprise people. I don't know. Like they're comfortable enough to be like throw that curveball in there. Like you said, they're comfortable enough to the curveball though. Yeah, has been here. I know. No, I know. That's part I think of me. Thinking, if we dive deeper, I think. Yeah, you know, I think there are. Some, Lest we forget, but, I mean, Charlie I drops it. the hard R five minutes into the first episode. This. Yeah. This. You know. Yeah. No. I know. My my other line of thinking was like, well, but they also kind of started really strong too. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to feel. They're definitely. You can definitely tell I that think, they're comfortable with themselves at the, and the series at this point in this in the season. I'm not talking about shock value, like what Adam's talking about. I'm talking about the content. Yeah, being no. Like, yeah. Um, uh, the the dynamic between you know whether or not a group of white people in Philadelphia who say that they're not racist but really have all these sort of like deeply held racist beliefs that they never question that's like poignant and relevant and plays well with the crowd but a serpico knockoff <laughs> is really only interesting to either people who've seen serpico i was about to say i don't the understand people making the all. show yeah yeah or the people making the show who want to do a serpico knockoff i and think it's a funny thing good- million dollar baby yeah I just think it's a good, funny character for Charlie B. I wouldn't get any references or anything that they're trying to say or do. And that's one of the problems I have with this episode. The, the like few problems I have, one of the largest ones I have with it is that the characters, it, it feels like they have to conform to a certain type of character or a certain type of plot in order to make this whole Serpico parody go off, if that makes sense. Like, like I'll get into this later, but like Frank and Dennis, you know, we could see more of um, like their their extremes as far as their personality. Whereas in this case, they had to be the crooked cop. You know, they had to be uh, like crooked Hillary. If if you if I can, so, <laughs> so you're, you're saying up, it was too artificial up all day. Yeah, you're saying you just didn't like, feel it. it was I mean, too artificial of a plot. I I enjoyed the Serpico parody, but I didn't. I don't. I, I didn't at the same time. I didn't like how um, you thought it was kind of forced. In some ways, yeah. In some ways, but uh, there were we people ran, that did both play their character and the story well, and I'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. We ran around the same circle with Million Dollar Baby, where I think all yep. of us still have not seen Million Dollar Baby. We've already crunched the numbers on this sort of thing where they're doing a parody. And what um, I did actually go back and listen to that episode 
because I think that as this becomes a recurring theme where they just take single episodes to do parodies, it's important to the information that's important is a, whether or not we've seen the thing they're parroting of, uh, uh, and B, if we haven't seen the thing they're parodying of, what do we like about the parody? So like Donnie said, he likes Charlie being Serpico, even though he's never seen Serpico. And I like the stereotypes of boxing Italians in million dollar baby or quarter dollar baby, whatever the always sunny version Hundred dollar baby. Quarter dollar baby. Right. Twelve twelve dollar quarter pounder babe. Royale with cheese. Royale baby. with cheese. Ah. <laughs> Here's what's funny about and what's great about the Serpico bit in this episode is that like Frank and and Dennis aren't real cops, but Charlie is on a legitimate vendetta to like clear the crooked cops from the city because he thinks that they're like like I'm that's kind of, that's kind of, that that is the joke, but it's like I think that's what makes it even fu- it makes it funnier by an extra level or an Charlie's, extra layer. Charlie's funny just by himself, uh, just because we know he's intentionally, he's intentionally parodying. We know he's intentionally parodying something. So I don't know. I think it's the character of the way Charlie Day acts in this episode and the physical comedy that comes with it. And just like his outlandishness that by itself is funny. And I'm sure it's only better if you've seen the movie or are a fan of the movie. Either way, though, it's because funny on its, its standalone. I, I wouldn't say that it's bad. I, I agree, it is funny on its standalone. And seeing the movie doesn't... You don't need to see the movie because I've never seen the movie before. I, I, I hadn't seen it before I watched the episode. And I was like, what is this? So is there any... There's no, like, real reference to it. He's just all you need to, to know, be that. He just, well, he's trying to be that character, but he's not really, like... He's I, trying to clean up the streets. It's yeah. it's actually not even, like... They're not... it Because it, it's actually a really famous story from New... New York City yeah. from like around it's still famous even today so it's like they're not even necessarily like you don't even need to parody the movie in general you don't need to see the movie to get yeah. it it's a real it's a real right. thing that happened yeah. so like they're just um, I don't know I had yeah. also watched this episode before I even heard about Serpico and then I had asked um, someone hey have you seen Serpico and they said yeah, it's a movie about a cop who's kind of crazy, but he's trying to shut down all the other corrupt cops. And then I was like, okay, that was all the information contained in this parody of Serpico. Which yeah. I think is good. And if you read good. the blurb, it used to be on Netflix. If you read the blurb, it's the exact same. Like, like it's as if Charlie Day read the blurb and was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do for this episode. It's called I'm the tagline? This blurb. Yeah, like I think well, I could be wrong because, like I said, I haven't seen any of these movies. But I think that's I'm gonna what, fucking tag your line. <laughs> that's right, what go on. I'm, I'm gonna jam, what, I'm gonna jam you up. You wanna get jammed what, up, buddy? That's what, that's what uh, I think. Sonny does good though. That we were talking about is I think they make sure that you don't have to see the movies to get the reference. And David like, Hornsby doing that. Yeah, and like the, the waiting for Big Mo is the same way. The amount of people that I've had to explain that yeah. one to, and we'll get to it like ten years yeah, from yeah, now. Yeah, a long time. Like there is a deeper, like funny meaning if you get it. Like the the hundred dollar baby. Like the only reference, and like I've heard from, is like similar to like how the person died. Like that's the it's, only again, real reference. The, ending. It's the stereotypes, and then the, yeah, it's the, it's the, the very outcome. end. Yeah. It's the the getting injured in the ring and for the mayor. Yeah. yeah, stereotypes and outcome. Yeah, hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. It's so is it good writing? Is it good? I think it's a good type of writing. Yeah, it's not my favorite, but I think it's good. It's appealing because, it's like you said, it doesn't take away value from the show. You don't like. I don't have to go watch this other movie now to be like, oh, this episode's not funny until I go watch this other movie now. Which like, they, I don't have to do. They that. sometimes are guilty of in some of the newer seasons, but we'll get to that right. when we get to the newer yeah. seasons. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I, you know, I think they did a good job in the early seasons just appealing to everyone as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the real question that's on everyone's mind is, why didn't they tackle Charlie in the police station while he was going crazy? Was it because they thought he was homeless? Because well, I feel like that would have inclined him more. Well, because Am I right, I think fellas? those cops actually F had some self-control. Well, because I don't think it's not illegal. <laughs> I, I, he went to go through the chair. With, I... I don't know. Maybe maybe they're putting forward like some negative. Uh, I think there would have been stereotypes more, of cops, but no, uh, for sure. I think there would have been somewhat more of like a reaction, like well, like at least stand up, like calm down, like try and give him to like something. But I mean, it did look like they were literally just laughing at him, which yeah. I think I would like it, to do if I was in that situation. Yeah. Just just oh the, oh you going off the, all right. 
for the behind the scenes, for the people who are interested in the behind the scenes of this podcast in the writing room, there were two ways this episode could have gone. Either we talked about parodies or we talked about police brutality. We chose parodies. <laughs> and now we're going to go to both. Am I right? Am I right, guys? Oh, God. Ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> what are Mac and D doing? Mac and D this episode uh, basically take it upon themselves to become vigilantes. And they have two wildly different interpretations of it. Mac wants to be threatening but not encounter people. And then D absolutely loses her shit. Yeah. I, I loved it when, when they were in that, like, that community meeting. And they're asking questions and saying it was always ridiculous. a gun D. Yeah, I I love whenever they do that. I thought the episode was going to be lackluster until that scene, and I was like, "All right, I'm holding out hope for this." I love when they just like go into a crowd of people or like where a place where they they just shouldn't be, and they just ask the most ridiculous things or do the most, and they get into an argument it's or they the yell theme, at each man. other. It's the foil. Yeah, I know the gang, yeah. the gang, uh, the the theme, a recurring theme that everybody, including. Um, um, fans because they can the fans can then take it and apply it to their own daily lives is when the gang interacts with with regular well-adjusted society yeah the hilarity that ensues yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, I was why, uh, uh, I, why I, would I, I keep the the copy of the receipt <laughs> it's it's the, the argument over a system that doesn't exist that gets me. Like, when they're talking about the threat level colors, uh, <laughs> it's they they get this idea, one of them gets the idea, and then one of them's questioning it. And then rather than ign ignoring the fact that they're arguing over a refund system that is not a thing, it's it's great. It's They, they take it down that whole logistical side of it. Watching this ep episode... I, I kind of asked myself, like, is this improvised? Like, you could kind of see if, like, some of the things are improvised. Um, I mean, obviously, it, it is scripted, but, like, there are a few moments where I'm like, it seems like they kind of, like, just were shooting from the hip. That's some of the best episodes. Yeah, in any show. I mean, Curb Your Enthusiasm is based off of that entirely. It's, a, it's all improv. Which also has Kaylin Olsen. Yeah, we have. And you can hear more about that on Jabroni Talk 12, Before They Were Sunny. Yes, I'm plugging another podcast episode in the middle of this episode review. Uh, I think it's very 80s of them, and and I didn't it didn't stick with me like how funny their situation is until they're dropped off in the projects. Like when when the cop car drives away, I I I was laughing audibly, and then it kept going when they they I forgot that they like were gonna keep their point and keep trying to be the vigilantes. I just forgot how a lot of this episode played out. A lot of it caught me by surprise. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. It's, I think it might not be one of those situations where it's, it is still as funny second time around. I agree. Having said all that, that's, that's my point. It's staffs. Uh, that sounds like a staff yeah. infection. Yeah. Yeah. No. The, I, uh, this episode is always good for a good chuckle. Like I, every time I rewatch it, I love it. Staff's big fan. Yeah. Still as funny. Second time around. Or is it? We'll talk more about that here in the second part of this podcast. We are going to take all our arguments, put them on a scale of one to ten, get jammed up, and see what score we can uh, get here on the list of lists. So don't go anywhere. Stay put. We'll be right back uh, for part two coming up. Welcome back to the podcast, Golden Gods and Goddesses. Welcome back to Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards. Brayden, Donnie, Adam, and Blackberry Jam all around the uh, microphone here today. We're talking about Season 3, Episode 14, Bums, making a mess all over the city. Just, you know, with their messy ways. Uh, today we're... Uh, for business. We're... <laughs> We're putting this episode on the list of lists, and we are almost at the end of this season. And uh, if you are joining us this season for the first time, if you haven't been here when we've ended a season, what we like to do is we do what's called a jabroni talk, where we sit down, talk about season three uh, in a bit more general sense. Uh, if any one of our hosts has missed an episode, they can take that moment to give their score for the episode. So the list of lists gets moved around a lot. 
Uh, it's generally very chaotic. I am left with a lot of anxiety from it afterwards. It's a really good time for everyone. Uh, but before we do all that, one more time, at uh, Always Sunny Pod is where you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, hit subscribe so you get notified when we got some new episodes coming out. Go to solo.to slash rumham. Uh, check out the list of lists, all the links to listen to us, our social media, our merch store. Get yourself a t-shirt or a tank top and use code GOLDENPOD at checkout for uh, 15% off and 100% of our profits are going to St. Baldrick's. Let's get into this. The way part two of this episode works is that we are going to put our arguments on a scale of 1 to 10. And how do we do that? We have five categories. We have story, characters, quotes, the overall humor, and the wild card of this episode. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about all these individually uh, we're each going to give our score, mash it all together, uh, sorry, jam it all together, and uh, out of 200 points and uh, math, who who likes it? Not yeah, us. I do. But, oh, what? Oh. Nerd. Whatever. Well, we're going to worry about the math here on our end. You just enjoy uh, this argument here, and we're going to find out exactly what we think of season three, episode 14, Bums Making a Mess All Over the st- City. Story. Let's talk about the story. Scale of one to ten. Uh, Donnie, you said you weren't you weren't liking the Hornsby episode, so I, I'll let you lead the charge on this. Convince convince me to go down on my score. I mean, it was what it was just. Yeah, it was I me. Mean, it was two storylines. Yeah, and then that's it. Was it anything crazy? Was it anything surprising? Was it anything? I think the Mac and D. Storyline is worth it, and yeah, I don't know. Based off our argument previously, the Charlie one was still all right, even though I don't we didn't think really they're get bad there. stories. But I mean, there was just two storylines. They weren't super intricate. They didn't necessarily break down a bunch. They weren't wild. They didn't interconnect wildly. They weren't. Well, there's some. I guess there there are some episodes. Their plots, the A and B, will interconnect, and some they don't even go near each other. I think yeah. it's, this is one of those episodes. They don't really go near and for all other. those reasons, Donnie, I gave it a five. Same, which I is actually average. gave it a five as well. Yeah, I, I, oh shit, I gave it an eight to start out with. I might go down with Why? that because of the cat. The only justification because oh, no. <laughs> the cat survives at the end. All right, I like I said, it was a very, it was a very blatant storyline. They they all set up their intentions right away. Uh, it it was it was very simple. I'm not denying that. Um. However, I'm I'm gonna go down to a seven actually, just because like the fact I could go without the Frank and Dennis storyline, but it's necessary for the plot to collide at the end. Um, yeah, I don't know. I liked I like most of the stories as far as this episode goes. Uh, the D and and Max storyline was really great. I think that was very poignant and sunny, and I'll get into that in a second. So I'm gonna go from an eight to a seven. I think you guys have kind of the right idea with the five, honestly, but I, I still really enjoyed this episode. I agree with you. I gave it a seven, actually, myself. Um, for all the things you said, I guess the only thing I would change with your what you said is I was the opposite. I preferred um, uh, uh, Charlie and Frank and Dennis's storyline over Mac and D's. But really, but I, but uh, I mean, come on, like I love. Not only do I love like Charlie the most, but I love Al Pacino, and I love whenever Charlie does his impersonations, and I. So I, I like Serpico a lot. It's a good okay, movie. so what was everyone's favorite storyline? If you had to pick one, <laughs> I like the, the cops. Yeah, yeah. really. Am I, I love, a I minority. Love how, I love how they go shake off. The, I think the, it was funny, but like, yeah, I, for you, the same reason you're saying. I like but how, most they, of these points that like you're making, I think my credit, I put it in more of the characters category. There's a point to that. Yeah, but, but I, I do agree. Yeah, it was funny. Let, can I clarify why yeah, I yeah. like the plot a little bit more? Because I. I like how it No. I, oh, never mind. Move, let's move on. Let's move on. All right, yeah, no, yeah. I like how I like how they just plant a seed in the beginning and then the rest of the episode just blossoms and it's like how the fuck did we get here? How did we get from a bum jerking off behind their bar to Charlie leaving an envelope at the end uh, at the end on like exposing the, fake corruption. Yeah, exposing fake corruption and like it's fake cops. And then like not only that but nothing comes of it. The janitor throws it away and I just love I love that. I love it. Kind of like, it, it I love is, that. It, it I love is. a seed that blossoms. Like Simpsons is great at that, or Family Guy uh, is 
good at that, I guess. It is a literally explosive ending. Yeah. I, I will give it that. Both like in the way that I think it, it gets stronger as the episode goes on. Uh, like we saw in The Gang Gives Back. That's what I thought of The Gang Gives Back, mm -hmm. at least, where it's like, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty all right. All right, this is great. And then at the end, you're like, ah, I, I, I want another episode. Let's yeah. go again. It it develops really naturally, this episode, I think. And that's, that's what, to me, makes for a good story score. If I can just see it comfortably, like, evolving to the end. It's just nothing exceptional, but it's, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say it's good. I understand where you guys nothing are going with the five because it's, you know, average to good, I guess would be the way to put it. All cool. Right. So let's talk about characters and if we're giving more yeah. credit to the characters, um, I, I'm going to give a little more credit to the characters. Uh, if, if I could start out here, like yeah, I said, uh, I thought Frank and Dennis um, just kind of lost in the whole Serpico plot parody thing going on, they had to go with the crooked cop route, which, you know, at the same time, of course they're going to. Like, You're not going to be a it, good fake cop. It, I don't think it would have been any of the other characters, so of course it had to be those two. So I didn't give them no points, uh, but I did give them some points for that. Um, Charlie, A-plus as usual, and just the, his his physical comedy, is just, it's just dynamite in this. Like, you do, we literally said you don't have to see Serpico to understand how funny he is and how funny his impersonation is. Uh, and then you got Mac and D, which is just, I think they're a good anchor for, like, the story. They're, like, yeah. they're, like, what the logical thing the gang would probably do is try to become vigilantes because they think they can do it themselves. And they they let the other story go on. Like you said, they need to, they need to anchor at least part of the story so that the other group can go on and do their wild thing. That's got their nothing Serpico to do with thing. it. Yeah. yeah. So there needs to be like one group. And I think they fulfill that position very well. So I'm going to give it a seven and a half for characters. Oh, I agree with everything you guys said. Um, I think Frank killed it with the whole, he just kind of like wants free shit out of it. Like he was just like, he's all about the free mm -hmm. hot dogs and like, if he only got free hot dogs out of this, I think he would still pretend to be a cop for the rest of his life and be okay with that. He might Dennis, even become a real cop. Yeah, just for the free <laughs> hot dogs, no, for sure. But Dennis, I think, was in it for the power, the oh yeah, the authority, the whatever. So like, that's very classic. Yeah, and then Charlie, like you said, A+. Plus. Mm -hmm. uh, Mac, the whole, like, trying to play tough guy, trying to be whatever, and then when shit goes down, like, freaking out, like, oh, he, like, you can't take my bat, whatever, blah, blah. Like, that whole scene was hilarious. Um yeah, so I mean, I, yeah, I gave the characters an eight. Mm. I thought they were all really solid. I, I gave them a nine, pretty much for all the things you said. I And also, I want to add that I think D, I said, fuck yeah, D, because I love when she beats up that guy. Oh, yeah. Um, and was, like, oh, that was what I was going to say. Is that the first great. time she went, like, actually, like, straight up fucking psycho? Yeah, but like, it wasn't even like psycho. It's snap. like a dude staring at her jerking off. I would definitely beat so. No, for <laughs> sure. But like, even she reacted like she's yeah. like, "Oh whoa!" Like, like something snapped yeah. in her. Was that was that the? It first was genuine. Time seen I was her? I was scared. I was like, "She's gonna." I, yeah, I think that's the first time we've seen her explode. But she hits that bum so hard, yeah. the bat bends. Really? Did you guys <laughs> catch that? No. <laughs> the bat. Was, I gave it uh, a nine, also, and the only argument I was thinking was thinking, "Oh, is it a nine? The only argument I hear against giving it a nine is the, the D it's not really, it's not necessarily in her character to, you know, go that crazy out of nowhere. But then I was thinking, wait a minute. Yes, it is. She's fucking psycho. They're all psychos. So but that's they're, what I'm they're all going to have their lose it moment. It was the one yeah. genuine moment I think in this show for her, for any character, you know, it's, is that weird? You know, I don't say. know. It's just continuity. They, they, they write her in as someone who is as, uh, mentally unhinged. Like, broken and unhinged as the rest of the gang. And it's, it's great writing on all their parts. It's amazing acting on Caitlin Olsen's part. Uh, and I don't know. It's a, it's a combination of everything. You know, we're, we're seeing the opposite effect on a lot of other shows where it's like, you know, if you don't use your talents wisely, you're you're gonna people are gonna lose interest. Use yeah. it or Looking lose at it. you, SNL. I, I your forgot fucking to, Elon Musk episode. That episode was good, regardless. Um, <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Um, we'll also, I don't that. watch any other episodes. It was good because Elon Musk was there. I have clarity, so loser. no one hates me. I haven't but, seen um, SNL. It's a loser. A long time. Um, I don't know. I, I forgot to bring this up earlier, but I guess this makes sense to put in the characters category. Uh, and it's gonna be my new favorite gif. I'm either gonna find it or I'm gonna make it. When Mac puts on his suspenders. 
Oh, 10 yeah. out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> 10 <laughs> out of fucking yeah. 10. Like, he kept the pose, the smile, his hands <laughs> up, let him fucking strap down on his shoulders. I uh, fucking loved it. Yeah. That was the best part of this episode, you, for you, sure. You bring up a good point, because this episode, like, the characters are so iconic, I think, because, like, their outfits a lot. You know, like, the suspenders, yeah. that's a very iconic It's Always Sunny outfit. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, Charlie wearing the poncho is iconic, and seeing Frank and Dennis... Uh, in in police outfits, especially holding iconic. the cat at top, yeah. Like I think I think this episode, I, like <laughs> I love it in general. You know, it's iconic. And um, I, I didn't say this earlier enough before, but Charlie as 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 Al Pacino as Serpico makes this makes me want to give it a nine even more. But the reason I'm not giving it a ten is because like there's a lot of other recurring characters that aren't in this episode that would give it a ten for me. But yeah. I think that's yeah. really the only thing that's missing is some solid reoccurring characters in this episode. If there would have been like a cricket or an Artemis in this episode, Ooh, uh, yeah, I miss her. I definitely think that could have, that could have been way better. Um, but um, yeah, I feel like that, that might have to do with um, when they wrote or made the episodes versus the order in which they released them. Um, because cricket was just in the last episode so they might have feel, felt it too much to include him in the bums. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I could have seen that. Like they need, they probably didn't want to associate cricket with like that type of bum yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least. But um, before also, we get, David Horsby was writing the episode, so there was no, he couldn't be in the show. Of course, you can. <laughs> As we all know, <laughs> the writers never appear in the episodes here. Uh, before we get away from <laughs> the guardian writing. angels. Um, when we did back in October, when we did our costumes tier list, Mm -hmm. we gave the guardian angels costumes a D we put it at the very bottom tier. What do you have to say about that, Donnie? Well, when you compare, when you compare to them, I did like the other side of the story better. So I don't know why you're attacking me. Second, uh, second, Second, uh, I don't remember how we, or why we justified that episode or whatever, but I would say that those characters themselves are kind of like, that's going to be an annual revisit. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you guys. When we were doing that, that jabroni talk, I thought that the suspenders, um, I thought that was from the manhunt episode. I I just, I I don't, that's why I don't remember. I also, like I said, I I think we were judging it based on like. The characters, not just the outfits. Because like I said, suspenders yeah. is the A plus. We gave Serpico Charlie an A. Yeah, we gave Serpico Charlie in the A. So it had to be off of like the character, not just the. And like I said, I that was my like favorite plot. I recall being against giving Serpico Charlie an A. I, feel like I remember being a... against you. And if uh, you're listening to this and you'd like to see the tier list that we are uh, talking about here, you can go to our Instagram and click on the uh, spooky special highlight reel. And that will uh, take you to the post where you can see what we gave each of the costumes. We're going to have to revisit that is my point. Because yeah. I think I needed I to stand up for the Guardian Angels costumes a bit more. I don't think D is very uh, a good level for them. Yeah, I agree. Having said all that. Uh, Let's do wh- quotes. Uh, yeah. Uh, one more time on the characters, though. Just to uh, remind. Uh, seven and a half. Nine. Nine. Yeah, I'll be the hater on that front. Uh, yeah, quotes. Uh, and I'm going to be hate, hating again here. Uh, four and a half. Four and a half. I gave a four. I, I found like four. eight, nine solid ones. Um, funny enough, the second I was thinking to myself, oh, this isn't going to be a quote heavy episode, they just started raining down like bombs. It was when Max at the Neighborhood Watch meeting, uh, I was like, oh, it'll just be like a good back and forth episode. No real solid quotes but then you end up getting beautiful ones like uh the streets are flooding with the ejaculate of the homeless uh that's like the one i've written down the, the very the very like quick uh almost miss it one uh you're doing walking now like you're doing walking now short little back um, and forth i'm used to it when it's like ah you're being sarcastic i'm used to it and then he points at d <laughs> and then it's it's not exactly uh uh, quotable block. Maybe it is because of it. Uh, this the last line. But when Charlie says bingo, and that little back and forth, what'd you say? I heard you say bingo. Uh, go go uh-huh. stop playing with go your play stupid play rape, record. tape recorder. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't know. When I was writing down quotes, the first one you said I really liked. Some of those, a lot of those, I kind of would almost put in the characters category. Like it's more of like the delivery. 
So I had the masturbating bums are bad for business. And then, yeah, yeah every time I tried better. to every time I tried to write down a quote, I just caught myself thinking, like, I feel like this is more of, like, a delivery character thing. So, like, maybe I was a little harsh on this episode, but I gave it a two for the quotes. I gave it three. Yeah. You know what is, you know what is a one that is the way it is delivered, but I do use it, is, uh, damn it, that is such a good idea. I, I've used that one. Uh, more than a handful of times. One that I don't use that's hilarious was like, once again, it's just like the character. It's Charlie. He's like, you busted. Hello, yes. you busted. I wrote that you down. I, I, I but did that's that. not like funny, like quote by itself, but like, I, I guess funny. I would consider that a quote. I wrote that down I, as a quote. I wrote that down. Yeah. And I like saying that or the, busted. the template <laughs> or the similar cadence. Hello, how you doing? You busted. You busted. <laughs> I, I also like, um, I didn't really find many quotes, but I did notice that, um, uh, Frank says the move in this episode. Oh, I don't know if he? you guys noticed, but he, he specifically says, like, he refers to the move. Um, he says, like, like in the, in the, well, what's the context? I don't remember. I, I don't remember, but I think it's when he, the, he, they go to the hot dog guy for the first time and he specific, specifically says, like, the move, as in, like, the dance move or, like, he's, uh, he, he references the move. I love it. Uh, which which I, episode is it where they're trying to bribe the person and he brings back the move? But I'm getting ahead of myself. I kind of thought uh, uh, chop up the fifth hot dog and put it in a little bowl with some water, or maybe some milk or something. Um, and then I have here also I want to fiddle with all the gadgets. I didn't think that was like that funny, but I mean. Eh, I know, almost wrote that down. I did like that kind of, yeah. I want to sit in the front. I want to fiddle with all the gadgets. Here, I think um, it's very poignant for his character. Yeah, the, the best quote. I hear it. He's saying at me. <laughs> the best quote in this episode, I, 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 I personally think is um, "Feast your ears on that spin doctor's mix." That's like the most iconic one in this episode. Um, yeah. You're gonna say that too, Braden? No, I just yeah, that was the big one in bold there. It was uh, one last good line to who, end the episode. Who doesn't say that? I say it a bunch. Um, also, who, who, I masturbating bums are bad for business. That was like, like the way that's my, yeah, that's uh, the iconic which, one for me. Yeah. In which he delivers that line. Then just takes the fucking shot. Like which <laughs> masturbating having, bums having lived business. in Las Vegas, uh, I have worked in multiple jobs where, uh, oh, where, uh, where masturbating bums were indeed a problem, you know? Mm-hmm. Shout out to working bling, on the bling. Las Vegas Strip. I was gonna say you worked in the, yeah when we worked on the Strip. There was oh. a couple friendly bums though. Definitely there not yes. some friendly bums. I've made not some good, good for business, but yeah, Shaggy. Shaggy, I yeah. think could have become the the mascot of of that place if he wanted to be. There's, oh, for sure. I How still Shaggy? get photo updates. He, uh, I had uh, an update from a year ago. Apparently, I. I haven't been down on the strip since. Obviously, he's selling crypto. He's doing great. But he he had a suit jacket. He was wearing a suit jacket and a new pair of uh, pants. Let's go. This this homeless man that uh, I had I had uh, let's bring him on the pod. I had brunch yeah. with him on let's on my birthday. Sunny, bring him on the pod. He could be cricket. Or oh cricket. God! <laughs> you know my my brother. <laughs> Suck some lemons. Uh, um, oh, that's fucked up. My my brother, when he was working down there, he got punched in the face by a homeless person. No. Just for no reason. For like no randomly. reason. Just homeless person. Just, you know how they be. My my one cousin, when he was downtown, uh, got sucker punched from behind, broke his jaw. Like, Who he got this? punched hard. Just my, my one cousin. My oh, brother, oh. though, did he got just a black guy, but oh. uh, he just got knocked but it only got his eye Jesus. damn yeah people are fucking yeah. crazy here in vegas them damn masturbating bones it's great yeah so if you're coming to visit vegas uh be prepared to put those dukes up and uh i don't mean that i mean shit, i'm gonna yeah, fight all they do way. is masturbate apparently they probably got them fucking strong hands <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> they got the little arm got muscles that, that kung fu. Like, oh man oh god for our patreon supporters the other behind the scenes thing was talking about the homeless problem in the united states we felt like we didn't want to tackle that one and just talked about Serpico. <laughs> <laughs> we could have gone into some really, we could go into real issues with the show if we wanted to. And sometimes we was funny, like sometimes well, here, it was funny when, when Charlie was leaving the police station and the cop, um, she was like, someone's got to do something about these homeless people. It's like, who, who it kind of begs the question is like, whose job is it? Is it society's fault? Like, did we let these people down? Is it the cops who are supposed to? Are we really trying care? to dive down this no, road? No, I'm just or, saying okay. we. I'm just saying we could have dived down that road. I was just saying. I mean, I'll, I'll answer the question. To but... Society's drug yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> Let's go. Should we move on? Uh, my yeah, favorite, we probably should. One of my favorite things I've ever heard, though, is the 
the down oh jesus christ the oh for two the downtown las vegas music uh festival life is beautiful when when they clear that out like where do they put all the homeless people that are downtown like you go from being like doing drugs down there for free because you're homeless and and you know addicted on stuff, and then they fence it up and suddenly you got to pay three hundred dollars to go do drugs and see Porter Robinson. You know? uh, yeah, oh, ah, oh, that was that was poor. That was <laughs> piss poor. Uh, that was a shitty setup. That was a shitty delivery. And uh, my final score for quotes is four. <laughs> um, Blackberry Jam. Did you have any? I have four. You gave it a four. Okay. Yeah, I was harsh. I, I feel, gave it a two. Still, I feel like the quote section is like the the um the that section that like kind of balances out the rest of the scores. Sometimes we're gonna have the episode though where it's yeah. it's everything. We're we're yeah. gonna you have know, that we're, you know what we're yes. gonna have to do. We're gonna have to have a jabroni talk where we really talk through how we justify our own scores because sometimes yeah, I'm not even hundred percent sure, and sometimes it has to change a little bit. And at first, I was kind of trying to keep it ambiguous, but. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should all get on some sort of page, or maybe it's the fact we're no, all doing no, we don't have to do the, We don't have to do the same thing. I just think it's interesting and funny, like how we each all right, like, well, score it. Like yeah. I think I judge the quotes. Well, quotes maybe not, but like I think we judge like characters. Like some of us give extra points for recurring characters. Some of us don't care. Some of us. So, like, I just think it's interesting to see how each of us really. Gauge I agree with you. We should category. do that. That'd be a cool. Uh, however, though, if I told you I was keeping the same system this entire time, I'd be a liar. I, my, like, it just has to. I just don't. I really listened to you guys like in I'm the earlier seasons when you guys were like, I'm a, I'm a rock of, of, I never change. I am <laughs> un- unmovable. You're stubborn. You're sticking the in, and I, I cannot am, be changed. Well, the American that's way. Exactly right. I, I used to like give, I used to be like, like fucking Oprah with the points. I'd be like, you got a point. You got a point every section. But now we know. Yeah, I know. But I. But like now the quotes. I'm I like, was there. Now the quotes. I'm like, I'm. I'm taking the quotes section because like you know it feels good sometimes. No, you know, it's okay to say that maybe an episode just wasn't so quote heavy, but it was funny as well, hell, and that's why I'm giving the overall humor a ten out of ten. Holy on to the next section. Whoa. Overall humor. Really? Fucking shit. I it give really it a 10 out of 10. Funny. The physical comedy. Physical it, comedy the physical great. comedy, the fact that I was laughing my ass off at references that I didn't need to see the original content to get. It is funny. It is It is pure. It is not the best characters. Not the best story. Certainly is hell not quotable. But damn it, I was laughing like 90% of the time. With the giant I microphone. One, I think this episode fell bad to the Nasta. For me, at least. I mean, I just... I had the opposite. Yeah, I know. You said that earlier, and I just saved it for now. But I just... I really... For whatever reason it is, the more I watch this episode, I think it gets less funny. I think, like I said, the characters, to me... Like, I think this episode is one of the most important episodes if you really want to learn and understand the characters, and this is who they are. But mm-hmm. other than that, I just... That was it for me. It was the characters. And the other, I didn't laugh that much, honestly. But I gave it a five. Yeah. I gave it a six primarily because of the the jokes that I thought were funny were the only ones. Like it wasn't like every single scene had me fucking rafflecopter. People still use that term. Oh, every day, every day. Uh, that just shows uh, your age now. <laughs> I, I think that that's, that's like when our parents would say like, Oh, you know, on the Lawrence Welk show, it's like, Oh, they're showing oh, the their Lawrence age. Welk show. <laughs> that's like, us. Oh, you know, the rafflecopter or saying like I can has cheeseburger like past 2015 yeah. or 14. I think I'm the or, last person in our age range that keeps up with family guy. I still think they got it. I still think no, they're funny guys. Are, oh, see, I've been watching yeah, recent episodes and it's falling it. off. I got to give no, it another go. It actually like, it's not good to watch, but it's still funny. But they've 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 In gone through case, every they recycle. Yeah, I'm really glad that we I could get that Family Guy. I I thought that um you know I I thought that the masturbating bums are bad for business. I thought that was fucking hilarious, and I thought some of the other stuff were fucking hilarious. But it wasn't. It was like these little like you know how they say this is a common recurrence of dads, but you know how your dad could just be sitting on the couch and he just starts like fucking falling asleep out of nowhere. Then he wakes up and then he starts falling asleep again back out of nowhere. So if I collected those times where I jolted awake or jolted in laughter, I'd give it a six. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I just felt really strongly about it. Like I said, uh, Charlie was explosive in this episode. So I'm dug in and I'm not being moved on. You gave it a 10. Donnie, yeah, what'd you for give the it? Overall, I gave it a five. I give it a seven point five. Um, it's uh, that's pretty good. That's yeah. a pretty good range. Yeah, five to ten. Yeah, it wasn't explosively <laughs> hilarious, um, but it was still, um, 
is still very funny. I just wish there was more. I wish there was more laughs coming from the Mac and uh, D side. That's about it. I'm going to be cocky, and I'm going to say that I think this podcast that we just recorded is funnier than this episode. That's, what a guy! <laughs> I, I'd be lying if I said I think we have a couple episodes where it's like that, and I'll leave it up to you Brutal. listeners to figure out which ones those are. But, yeah, there have been a couple of these that, and this might be one of them where this podcast is a little bit funnier. Mm. I'm not saying I agree with you, but you have a point. If you're new to Sunny, like the first baby. time I saw this episode like was hilarious. Yeah, $100 Baby, I think, was different. I never really thought that was funny. This no. episode I did think was funny in the beginning. There are certain parts that I know I laughed at and I could see myself laughing at. But like the fifth time through, it's just like it's not, it's not forcing me to laugh. I don't know. And that's okay. Is it? But you know what's not okay? Cutting the brakes. It's time for the... <laughs> Uh, I gave it five jams out of ten. I gave it seven crooked cops. Four and a half bingos out of ten. I gave it ten out of ten secret agents Jack Bowers. Nice. Out of ten. Ten out of ten because they there was a litany of felonies this episode. Just felonies left and right being created by these people. So our, our local volunteer crooked cop, it's Adam. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Clean up these streets. Ooh, ah. Ooh, ah. Clean up these streets. Which is, is it's our scent of a woman, not even oh, so Serpico. Not even Serpico? No, it takes two to tango. Oh, because that's that's the Al Pacino up. reference I know is Ooh, ah. Ooh, ah. And and of course Don Cacino as Dr. Don Cacino. <laughs> I, I love Burn my this. Yeah. Destroy it. <laughs> Uh, I'm that's, sorry. That's we had how... a resident Al Pacino scholar with us the entire time and he's barely said anything. I don't know. Adam's Adam did us all right with uh, Al Pacino information this I episode. I got you. I got you. All what right. do you want to know? What do I? What do you want to know? <laughs> Where was he born? <laughs> Fuck! I was, <laughs> shit. <laughs> United States of America. No, he wasn't. Probably, so, probably someone in New York. I want to guess. I said when first of all. Where when? I was kidding. By he's the way. probably he probably is born here. Oh, uh, I can't use uh, Google Voice when I uh, am talking with the dish of the day on the phone here, so I'll leave it to one of you to look that up if you care so much. His name is Alfredo! <laughs> <laughs> what? Is it actually? The Al is short for Alfredo. <laughs> is that a bad joke or is that serious? How did we not start with this? <laughs> what? <laughs> You're joking with... You're, you're, no! I, it actually is. I thought it was. I knew an Alfredo in high school. I knew an Alfredo in high school. Why is that so funny? I just don't. I don't know why. What's chicken it was the, Alfredo? <laughs> it's, a, it's a delicious I think Italian it's a dish. Just the day's reaction to Whoa. it. You could have been chicken Alfredo this time around. Yeah, I know exactly. Fuck. You really jammed yourself up on that one. Yeah, I really, jam, really jammed up. There'll be other Al Wait, Pacino wait, wait. So you're telling me if you went to dinner with Al Pacino, it would start with Alfredo and end with a cut Pacino? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is this episode still funnier than the actual episode? Not this- anymore, no. <laughs> <laughs> we ruined it. <laughs> Can what we talk scores now? Guy fucking... Rum, ham, and wild card was filled in front of a live ostrich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have mashed up our scores into a little saucer, covered it with some milk, and we have our score ready to go on the list of lists. But before this episode goes on our list of lists, we need to know what the fans think of bums making a mess all over the city. Uh, so far, the scores have ranged on IMDb from 8.1 to 9.3. I'm not saying if this is in or outside of it. What, what, what do you guys think the fans have given this episode? Uh, 8.6. I feel like they gave it, I feel like they gave it an 8.9 because fucking, I know people out there are suckers for, for parody. They're like, Oh, this is a really, this is a really good rendition of Serpico. And I'm mad because <laughs> and I'm mad because I was going to give it an, I guess eight. I was going to guess an 8.9 for those exact reasons. So I guess I'll say nine. You can also say an 8.9. You can also. Adam was on it. 8.6. 2,000 votes. This sets uh, right on the top 10. This is number 10 for the fans at an 8.6. 
uh, tying, however, with a bunch of other 8.6 that are tied for 10th, uh, including Dennis and D get a new dad, Frank sets Sweet D on fire, uh, Charlie gets crippled, and Charlie got molested all also got 8.6. But where did it land on the list of lists for us is what, sh- what you're here for. Uh, let's start out with Adam. Adam, what did you give this episode? Uh, 7.3. 7.3 out of 10 lands this episode at number 13 on your list. And uh, that's tied with two other episodes. Uh, the gang sells out and Charlie goes America all over everyone's ass. Okay. All right. You think that's fair? I, you know, I'll have to think about it, honestly. I'm going to have to take a, an actual look at the list. We'll see. It's a bit overwhelming when you look at it all at, uh, all at once. We uh, have a list? <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you not been paying attention this entire time? And I don't want to. I don't want to alarm you, but you, oh, we put you on the list. You're on the list. You're on the list, uh, Donnie. You can't just. Oh no no no! Complete the reference. You can't just put a dish on the list. Ah, <laughs> it's called a menu. It's called a gro- oh, that damn. Yeah. Or a grocery oh, list. That was better. No, no, it's a menu. A You're right. Menu. It's a menu. Uh, Donnie, what'd you give Alfredo. this episode? <laughs> Alfredo, I gave it a five point four. Five point four. That's towards the bottom of your list there. That's going to be number 25 for you. Number 25. So technically in your top 25, uh, tied with Charlie wants an abortion. What do you, what do you think of that? Better or worse than that episode? I think that's a decent comparison. I just, like I said, I think this episode fell hard to the nasta. Mm-hmm. Dish of the day. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Let's hear it. Dish. What, we gave what, it a 5.8. 5.8 puts this just Barely out of reach of your top 20 dish of the day. Sitting at number 21 is this episode. Uh, not tied with anything. So uh, that's uh, nearest episode is the Illumina Monster versus Fatty Magoo. Like it better than that episode, you'd say? No, I like it worse than that episode. You might have to do some correcting then when we get to the season finale here. And uh, I gave this episode a 6.3. Uh, which uh, puts it in my top 20 at number 17. Uh, I tied this episode with nothing. So we total up our scores. We average them. Uh, Let's go for it. The final score for this episode, Bums making a mess all over the city, gets a 6.2 from us here at Rome Ham and Wild Cards, setting it at number 23 on the list of lists. That's out of 30 now. What is it between? It is between Mac is a serial killer. Uh, it is one lower than Mac is a serial killer and one above Charlie wants an abortion. All right. I think that's good. I think that's pretty fair. fair. I would put it above Mac is a serial killer personally, but that's just I me. would. Uh, yeah, I would yeah. too. Honestly, I'd probably put it over both of those episodes, but we'll get to that at the season finale. And you can, can we recap for our fans what the what our number one and our number 30 is yeah sure yeah uh currently sitting at number one the highest episode on the list of lists getting an 8.2 that is season three episode nine sweet d's dating a retarded person very intense do we really episode. think that that's the best episode so far right it might be it might be I don't know, because I like our number two pick, Dennis and Diego on Welfare, which got 7.9. I vouched yeah. for for that one to almost get a perfect 10, but uh, you could go listen to that review. And our lowest... They do say retarded in both of those episodes, so... That says a lot about us. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Uh, our lowest episode is famously Gun Fever, which received... Uh, Adam gave that Good. a 5.9. Donnie gave it a 6.4. I gave it a 5. And the Dish of the Day gave it a 0.6. These were in the pre-Frank days. When when Blackberry Jam Jam Dish of the Day didn't know what was going on. Lawless Wasteland. So that's that's season 1, episode 5. When we finally catch up and finish all episodes, we're going to have to redo season 1. And convince Dish to give us some real fucking scores. I've been trying to figure out how how we could go back and revise any scores we need to. We'll figure that out eventually. So get notified when we release new episodes, you guys. Uh, We do Jabroni Talks here where we're tier ranking episodes and... uh, you know, interviewing people and it's a good time here. And then we of course do these episodes reviews like the one you just listened to. 
and uh, doing this list of lists that you can see on our subreddit. That's our always sunny pod, uh, or just go to solo.to slash rumham, and that's where you can find our subreddit as well as at always sunny pod, where you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. All the links to listen and subscribe to us so you get notified when new episodes come out. Hit that subscribe button. And if you have an Apple account, if you got that iPhone, go on over to Apple Podcasts and give us that five-star review. We appreciate it so much. Five-star review for a five-star podcast. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll be back. So it's it's going to be a good time. Do not go anywhere. Uh, hit subscribe. And we'll be back next week for another episode of Rumham Wild Cards. Ooh-ah. For the mayor. Rumham and Wild Cards is produced, directed, and edited by me, Braden Pluggencool. Donnie Crunkleton is our associate producer. This episode was written and hosted by me, Braden Pluggencool, Donnie Crunkleton, Adam Rothbart, and the Dish of the Day.